If I were you, I'd stand up right now and get your download. What are you talking about? Get your download. Somebody said when praises go up, blessings come down. I dare you to lose your mind for 30 seconds and give God the best praise you got on Pentecost Sunday, on Holy Ghost Sunday. Somebody give God a shout. Somebody give God a praise and watch God send his anointing. Send down your blessings. Send down your anointing. Send down your power. Send down your healing. Send down your deliverance. Is there anybody in here who needs the Holy Ghost this morning? I dare you to touch three people on the shoulder and tell them receive ye the Holy Spirit. It's Pentecost Sunday. In Acts chapter 2, it says when they were gathered together on one accord that the Holy Spirit came into the room and everybody received the Holy Ghost. Somebody needs the Holy Ghost to make you walk right, make you talk right, make you live right, make you see right, make you do right. What is this that makes me love my enemies? What is this that makes me feel like running on? Whatever it is, I don't want to lose this power. Somebody shout, it's the Holy Ghost. Come on, thank God for the Holy Spirit this morning. Touch somebody and tell them you've got power. You've got power through the Holy Spirit. Today we thank you, Lord, for your home. Hey, I feel something moving in here. I feel something breaking in here. I feel something shifting in here. Look at your neighbor and tell them something just shifted in the atmosphere. no matches <laughs> he's fire all by himself look at your neighbor and say God don't need no matches he's fire all by himself Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord? Somebody say, thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Spirit. Father, we bless your name today. We thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit that is in this room. Oh, God, we feel the power of the Holy Spirit this morning. We feel, Father God, we feel better already. Ay, Lord, have mercy. Somebody's 
Somebody's pain is drying up. Cancer's drying up. Depression is drying up. Hallelujah. So, hey, social anxiety is drying up. Shame is drying up. Holy Spirit, come in this room right now and God saturate every heart, every mind. Make us receptible, receptive to what it is that the Holy Spirit is trying to say to us. Ah, oh, God, have your way. Search our hearts, Father. If there's anything in us that ain't like you, take it out. Take it out. Take it out. We don't want it. We don't want it, God. Today, we just want to feel your spirit, God. We want to hear your voice, God. We want your word to resonate in our hearts that we might be better. We might have came in one way, but we decree and declare we're leaving a whole nother way. So, Father, hide Stacy behind Calvary's cross and somebody might see Jesus. I'm the clay. You're the potter. Take me, make me, mold me, shape me, use me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And, Father, for those listening online today, right now, speak to their situation. Speak to their hearts and let them know, Father, you've not forgotten about them. God, we give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, put your hands together. Give God praise. Y'all notice the choir today, they have on their orange. Give it up for the choir. Don't they look pretty in the orange? Let me tell you why we're wearing orange today. Orange, this is National Gun Violence Day. And we want to recognize all of the mass shootings that have gone play. I mean, y'all, it's been shooting after shooting. I got a call that one of our dear members, Bill, Bill Chalmers, was shot uh, on Kirby uh, and Reigns last night. And he, praise God, he survived. Big Bill, we want you to know we're praying for you, and we pray that you'll be able to make it back into the house of the Lord. But there's so many people like Bill. Tulsa, Oklahoma, a, doc, a doctor and a nurse was shot. Uvalde, Texas, all of those kids, was it 19 kids, two teachers? Buffalo, New York, 10 people killed in a grocery store. Somebody say it's got to stop. So I'm wearing my orange today because I want my senators to know that we want common sense gun laws in Tennessee. We want common sense gun laws in the United States of America. Nobody should get a call saying their daughter or son or grandbaby was shot in the face in school. Nobody should have to drive down the street leaving the store and be afraid somebody pulling up beside and dumping in their car. We got to turn this thing around. So today we want to recognize that. We continue to pray for all those who survived those mass shootings. And I'm glad you all are here today. And I want you to stand up and get your smartphones out. I need, I need help. This morning, this message that I'm preaching is so vitally important to the body of Christ. And I believe that all of us have at least one friend or family member who has been isolated and vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. If you got one person in your mind that you know has not been to church in a while or one person that's kind of spiritually aloof right now, could you raise your hand? I just want to see if I'm the only one. How many of y'all got some friends or family members that you know are not in a good place spiritually? Or you even know some church members that are not here today that are supposed to be here. We all do, right? So here's what I want you to do. Has anybody ever had somebody that got put on your heart online are you listening to me have you ever had somebody that got put on your heart and you're like i need to call such and such and and when you're obedient to that voice you pick up the phone and it says funny you would call me 
because I'm going through something right now. I need y'all to check on people today. So that one person that God put on your heart, I want you to text them or I want you to, better yet, go to your Facebook page and where it says share, I want you to share to that person and to all your friends and family and messenger and group and put this on your page. My pastor's getting ready to preach about the dangers of being alone. Please tune in. I thought about you today. So share that. We got about 76 people on Facebook. Uh, we got some on YouTube. But I want to boost that number to 100 on each. So I want to see how much influence you have today. Invite a family. or for, And the beautiful thing about being online is that you don't have to be in the city to worship with us. So wherever they are in, in the United States or outside the country, share with them right now. I was thinking about you. Tune in. Y'all ready for the word? All right. Somebody hold your Bible up and say, this is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. When it's open, God speaks to me. When it's shut, I can't hear from God. I need a word from the Lord today. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go, y'all, to the gospel according to Luke chapter 15, verses 4 through 7. That's the gospel according to Luke, chapter 15, verses 4 through 7. Uh, and when you find it, say, I need to be connected. Amen. What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the 99 and go to the mountains to seek the one? that is straying and if he should find it assuredly I say to you he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray even so it is not the will of your father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray does he not leave the 99 and go to the mountains to seek out the one stray? What I want to talk to you about today is the danger of being alone. The dangers of being alone. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. This month as we head into summer, can y'all believe it's summer already? We went from winter to summer. That's, that's how the weather goes in Memphis. But we are entering into summer and what's been on my heart more so now than, than ever is the fact that all my sheep are not where they're supposed to be. When you are a shepherd, you just got this heart that won't let you rest when people ain't where they're supposed to be. Talk to me, y'all. How many of y'all got kids? Let's say all your kids came in from the day except one. And the rest of them were sitting around the table eating and healthy, and you knew that they were just fine. But one of them ain't there. As a parent, how are you going to sleep that night? You're not. They haven't texted you. They haven't called you. You don't know where they are. Have you ever been there? You get anxious. Can y'all imagine how I feel knowing that you're supposed to be here, and I know you're not? Um, I was in the gym the other day and uh, ran into a member 
with his precious two little girls. They were here at 8.30 this morning. But prior to that, last week, I ran into them in the gym, in the cafe. And I said, hey, girls, how y'all doing? About seven, six, you know. I said, how y'all doing? I'm your pastor. And she said, yeah, but we didn't go to your church last Sunday. I said, I know. The eyes got big. They said, how you know? I said, because I take a picture in my head. And I know y'all sit over there. I know where all y'all sit. Y'all creatures of habit. And I take a picture of Miss Rose. And when you ain't here, I know when you ain't here. <laughs> See, she, look at I know when y'all not here because Watch this, if you've been called to me, it's up to me to know where you are. A shepherd knows his sheep and should know the condition of his sheep. And God has, has wired me, my, my wife says I have a photographic memory, and I do. And when people are not in their place, I know when they're not in their place. And that's what a good shepherd does. And, and, and it bothers me because the pandemic calls us to scatter. And now... All shepherds all across the nation and world are trying their best to figure out how do we get people back into worship because we have now set new priorities over our lives and somehow God didn't fall back into that place. The church fell to the bottom of the priority list. And many of us have had, and y'all, and, and, and the people online, I'm not fussing at the people online because having this technology is so important because there's still people who are immune compromised and people who are still not 100% comfortable. I get that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about those of us who created new habits. And y'all know what I'm talking about because I saw some of y'all, I ain't going to call no names, but I saw some of y'all on the stove. And I said, where you been? And here's what y'all tell me. Well, Pastor, I watch you online, but I just ain't ready. You know, I, I'm, I'm coming. I'm just, it's just hard. But, Nisi, help me understand something. How is it that I see some of these same folk at ball games, at parties, living their best life at restaurants? No mask, no social distancing. But when I say, can you come back to church? <laughs> church should be our first priority because it's dangerous being isolated. It's dangerous being alone. And, and, and many of y'all are saying, but Pastor, I'm not alone. I'm online with you right now. Yes, baby, we're online. Yes, yes, yes. And watch this. And some of y'all in the church, just because you're in the building don't mean you're connected. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm saying it's not good to be alone, period. Because some of y'all are sitting in this building right now, but you ain't connected to nobody in the building. And it's easier for you to get picked off and to be pulled away from God when you're not connected to anybody. It's not good for a man or a woman to be alone. God never meant for us to be alone. As a matter of fact, God has never been alone. 
Come on, y'all. Can you tell me anywhere in the Bible? Come on, and you and you, and BJ, you can you can challenge me. I want to be challenged. Can anybody tell me in the, in the Bible is there ever a time where God was by Himself? Come on, come on, challenge me. Was there ever a time when God was by Himself? What about in the beginning? In the beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with. The word was what? With. The word was with God. And everything that was made was made by God through the word. When God said, let there be light, who cut the light switch on? Jesus was there. He was the word. He was the logos of God. And the word became flesh, and the, and the flesh came and dwelt amongst us, and his own received him not. Jesus was the light of the world. Oh, my God. He's the light. When he said, let there be light, Jesus showed up. When God created the heavens and the earth, it says that the world was formed, was dark and without void, and the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. What is the Spirit of God? That's the Holy Spirit. God has never been alone. So if it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that have always been there, then why do you think you can operate by yourself? Touch somebody and say, even God has never been alone. Jesus opens this parable talking about the good shepherd. Notices when one of his sheep is missing, the good shepherd will look at the fold, know that he had 100, but now 99, and he will leave the 99 and go looking for the one. Here's the thing. Some people think that just because there are so many people that belong to this church that they will never be missed. That is furthest from the truth. I can't sleep at night because some of y'all are missing. God wakes me up in my sleep, and, and, and I have to pray for certain ones. I'll call some of you. I'll check on some of you. Just out of random, I'll just call people that God drops in my spirit because that's the heart of a shepherd. We know when you're not here. Sheep were greatly valued in Palestine, but their weaknesses were well known. Sheep were helpless, unable to defend themselves, and they were foolish, prone to go astray. Jesus reminds us that we human beings share this last characteristic. As believers, we and others will stray. Can somebody type in the comments, we, are, we will stray at some point. Can somebody say that out loud? We will stray at some point. I want to see how truthful my congregation is. Can you raise your hand if you've ever strayed from God? We all have. You, you look up and you're further away than you want it to be. Watch this, Ed. There's a statement that says that sin will take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you wanted to stay, and make you pay more than you wanted to pay. How many have ever strayed before I have? And you look up and you're like, how do I, oh, Stella, Pastor, help me. How do I get back to where I'm supposed to be? Do y'all ever think, I'm just talking real quick. Do you ever sit back and just think, like, how it was when you first received God and where you are now? What church was like when you were first on fire for God and you used to run the church and you could stay there all day? And now is you got to argue with yourself about getting up. Let me, let me, let me use another analogy. How many of y'all have ever tried to work out? (laughs) 
and got to the point where you stopped going and set the alarm, y'all not talking to me, set the alarm to get up and go work out, the alarm go off, I'll go tomorrow. I'll go next week. And guess what? It never, next week never comes. And before you know it, you done got so out of shape that you're too ashamed to try to go get in shape. And that's the way it is spiritually. We can get into these habits and routines. And before you know it, we have strayed so far away and got so far away from our, our, our routine and our discipline of worship and gathering together that it now becomes normal not to come. Does this resonate with anybody? Uh, what, does, what does it mean to go to stray? It, to turn from, to turn away from the truth and to believe something which is different. Many of us have gone astray because we've turned away from what we were raised on, what we were accustomed to, to something that is totally different from my value system. You walking around talking about the universe is going to bless me. God is the creator of the universe. He hung the moon and the stars and the galaxies, everything that has been created. The, the universe doesn't have the ability to bless me. My blessing doesn't come from the sun, the sun, Jupiter, or Mars. Everything I have needed, God's hand has. I don't burn sage to keep spirits out of my house. I pray and God removes demons from my territory. I don't warm crystals under the moonlight. I am saved by the light. Jesus is the light of the world. I don't need the moon to charge my crystals. I need the sun to charge my heart. We have replaced Christ with customs that none of us were raised upon because somewhere along the way, we've grazed our way away from God. I, I'm, just, I'm just kind of freestyling right now. Um, do you know what causes sheep to go astray? Michael Cooper, Chris Cooper, Dr. Cooper. Do you know, watch this, what causes sheep to go astray? You always teach me about plants. I'm going to teach you about sheep. It's when they start eating. They eating, but they not looking where they're going. They eating, they 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 eating, but they they not. Oh Lord, where did I go? I can't I can't get out of here. <laughs> and when they look up, when they finally look up, they are they have left the fold and don't know how to get back. Watch this. Some of y'all. What you've been grazing on took you away from what was feeding you. What you've been participating in, what you've been consuming has gotten you away from the one who provides pasture for you to feed. 
The shepherd's responsibility is to make sure you eat in grass that's not contaminated. The shepherd's job is to make sure he's watching over you while you're eating because chances are you ain't looking around while you're eating because sheep don't look around, but you need somebody who's covering you to say you are going beyond the boundaries of which is safe in your life. But many of y'all have no connection to the shepherd, therefore you are exposed and vulnerable because you are by yourself. Look at somebody beside you and say, the devil will pick you off when you're by yourself. Whew. Are y'all listening to me this morning? The temptation to look down on less confident or successful fellow disciples and therefore to ignore their pastoral needs shows us an attitude out of tune with God's concern. Some people are going to stray and it's up to each of us to get them back on track. I want you to notice the difference between Luke's version of this parable and Matthew's version. Luke's version says, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Watch this. That's Luke. But then Matthew says, what do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Watch this. One of them says, the sheep is already lost. I got to go find it. Another one says, a sheep goes astray and I got to go get them and bring them back. You can be a believer and stray. Most of the time, lost people have not met God yet. But there's a great contingency of us who know God but have strayed from God. And God wants to know, are you going to get them or just talk about them? I ain't seen such and such in a long time. I saw them on Facebook. They was, they was partying up. They ain't been to church. But have you checked on them? I was uh, in the gym the other day, and um, I go to gym a lot because I'm trying to stay out the doctor's office. Um, and I ran into an instructor. I was out on the floor lifting weights, and my yoga instructor walked past, was walking towards me, rather, and, and she had this... Con concerned look on her face and when she saw me she smiled she said hey how you doing I said I'm good what's wrong with you and she said huh I said something's wrong with you something's going on and she immediately started crying she said how did you know I said because I spend time with you every week I'm in your class every week I'm in relationship with you because you're my teacher I know something's going on because you tried to smile, but I saw heaviness behind the smile. When you're in relationship with people, they can't fake the funk with you. When you're connected to people, you know when they're heavy. And many of y'all have, have left the church have left the church at some point in time because you're like, the church is too big. They don't even know I'm here. That's a lie from hell. The only reason you may not be noticed that you're here is because you joined, but you're never connected. It's hard to not, oh my God, it's hard to leave a church where you're connected to that church. What do you mean connected? We are getting ready to start connect groups up again. And, and what I love about connect groups is that people pray together. They do Bible study together. They do life together. And it's easier for me to recognize when you are just going through the motions and you're hurting on the inside. Because watch this, we've been in class together. We've been praying together. We've been studying together. And I know when something is on you and you just can't smile and fake like you okay when I've been with you and I know that something is going on with you. Are y'all listening to me today? It's not enough to join a church. You got to be connected in the church. 
this this going to get better later. I got I got to keep pressing through. A sheep can be lost and we not know it and we have to go looking for people who were never in the fold. John 10:16 says, "But I have other sheep that are not from this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice. Then there will be one flock, one shepherd. In the fall we will be focusing on the sheep that are not of this fold." Watch this. Evangelism has a twofold um, process. There is there's internal evangelism to where we have to go out and retrieve people who have strayed away and then there's also an external focus that goes after sheep that have never been in this church. There's some people that are listening online right now that have never joined anybody's church because they don't trust church. I get it. But God calls us to go after those people and to have a dialogue with them to let them know what it is that we believe in. And then there's people inside the church that, that have been members and have been baptized but somewhere along the way they've grazed their way out of fellowship. And God says, I want them back. Can somebody type in the comments, God wants you back. God wants you back. God wants you back. There's a danger in straying away from your family of faith and self-isolating. And some of us are in a very vulnerable place right now because we have strayed away from the fold and set out to do life by ourselves. Is somebody, somebody yell out with me, it's dangerous being alone. And y'all, I got to admit to y'all, I got to be transparent, that last year I self-isolated. Out of my own personal pain, it was the worst year of my life. I got COVID, double pneumonia. I was burying people, people I love, sweet members, died of COVID. Families were devastated. I, I lost friends. It was the worst year. My dog died. It was the worst year of my life. And at some point, I started pulling away from people and didn't even know it. Can anybody agree with me that there's been some times in your life where you pulled away because you were hurting too bad? And you were trying to figure out, does God love me? Watch this. Trauma will make you pull away from God. Pain will have you isolating and thinking, I'm good by myself. I don't need friends. I don't need church. I don't need church. They all fake. I don't need nobody. Somebody hurts you and then everybody becomes guilty. One or two people hurt you and now the whole church is guilty? Watch this. Can I talk about what I'm talking about? What I hate is when people get offended and recruit people to be offended with them. For whatever reason, the shepherd hurt your feelings and you leaving and as you're leaving, you're recruiting people to go with you. You're going to stay. You still go to a new direction. Child, I left a long time ago. Here's the crazy part. You get down the street after people recruit you to walk away from your field where you were being fed. Get down to artificial grass and wonder why you left in the first place. And the person that recruited you don't even know why they mad. It's time for you to come back home. The Bible says if, if your brother or sister offends you, are y'all listening to me? If your brother or sister offends you, go to them and show them the error of their ways. If they do not listen, Matthew 18, 15, if they do not listen, bring a witness and say, this is what you said to me. This is what hurt me. Don't go out recruiting people to be offended with you and you never even told the person you were offended against why you were offended. Hell, some of y'all mad at me and I don't even know why you're mad. Yeah. 
God wants us back in the house where we're supposed to be. This is your family. Touch somebody beside you and say, this is your family. Anybody got crazy people in your family? Anybody got, got some family members that need a little bit more Jesus? Anybody got a perfect family? Is there a such thing as a perfect church? Is there a such thing as a perfect pastor? But here's the thing, though. Can I just, can I just say something real quick? I ain't perfect, but I ain't crazy either. There's some crazy pastors. Got babies all in the church. Stealing money. Messing with the women. I ain't him. I ain't him. And it's amazing that the slightest offense will cause you to walk away. Wait, watch this. Were you ever supposed to be in my fold? Watch this. This is for you. I'm going to come off of me and come to you. There are some people that walked away from you that weren't supposed to be in your life. And you got to be okay with that because everybody's not called to you. Bishop Jakes helped me. He said, when you stop texting me back, when you stop calling me, I'm going to adjust my expectations so, I won't be, so it won't lead to frustration. Some of y'all are frustrated because you place expectations on people who are not called to be in your life. If I'm your shepherd, I can correct you and still love you. If I'm your shepherd, I can tell you the truth even when it hurts your feelings and you still be all right. If I offend you and you walk away from me, you might not have been called to walk with me because I only know one thing to do, and that's to speak truth in love. Y'all don't want shepherds, you want puppets. You want people to endorse your foolishness. If you want to grow, hallelujah, help me, Holy Ghost. If you want to grow, you want people in your life that's going to tell you the truth about yourself. You don't want people, watch this. You know what, y'all know why y'all comfortable around some friends? Because they tell you what you want to hear. And the re watch this, listen to me. The reason they tell you what you want to hear because misery loves comfort. And if you go to, <laughs> Jesus said the truth shall set you free. And their fear is that you stay long enough, get connected good enough, that the truth begins to work and you open up your eyes and see that all the dysfunctional stuff that you've been settling for and putting up with is not in God's will for your life. And so they are glad when you say, have you been to church? No, they're like, good, stay here with me. I'm miserable. I want you to be miserable too. <laughs> Are y'all still with me? Watch this. Sometimes your pain will cause you to pull away. I self-isolated out of pain because I've been hurt, because I was sick, because I lost so many people. And watch this. Being a pastor is being in a state of perpetual loss. I deal with loss every week. People die every week. People come to church. People leave the church. I've seen so many new faces. I saw a young, a young person that was in my youth ministry at Mississippi Boulevard the other day, and, and now she's got kids the age she was when I met her, and it felt so good to see her. And She says, Pastor, I'm watching online again, and to feel that reconnect with one of my sheep 
did my heart so good because I'm called to care. It is a gift and a curse, Miss Janice. It's a gift and a curse to care about people and people oftentimes not care that you care. It's, it's a gift and a curse. I mean, sometimes I just want to sleep, but I can't because I'm thinking about you. You're not where you're supposed to be, and I feel a pull on my heart. I feel a GPS pull on my heart saying, you got somebody missing. You need to pray for them. You need to go looking for them. Watch this. That's why the Bible tells us in Hebrews 10, 25, let us not give up the habit. Everybody say habit. Let us not give up the habit of meeting together. Somebody say, as some are doing. Instead, he says, let us encourage each other as, as the days approach when Jesus is coming back. How many of y'all feel like Jesus is coming back anytime now? This is a crazy world we live in with people being shot, innocent babies being shot. God is not pleased. He's on his way back. But we need to encourage each other, and we need not to give up the habit of meeting together. We had the habit pre-pandemic of coming together. But what happened in the pandemic is that we were told by the CDC that in order to stay healthy, to stay safe, we needed to self-ice. We need to go into social uh, distancing. And social distancing gave birth to social isolation, and social isolation gave birth to loneliness. Tell somebody, say, it's time to check on your strong friends. <laughs> Watch this. The Bible says that the good shepherd leaves the 99, and he goes what? Looking for the what? Don't y'all go to sleep. I'm almost done. I'm going to give you three things, four things. I'm out. The good shepherd leaves the 99 and goes looking for the what? Everybody hold on one finger. The one. Okay, where does he go looking for the one at? It's in the scripture. Where? Say it loud. The mountains. <laughs> BJ, he doesn't go in the valley. He goes to the mountains. Pastor Jackson, help me right here. I always thought that if somebody strayed, it meant they were in a low place. Most of y'all don't stray in low places. You stray on your way up. You don't stray when you're struggling. When you ain't got a job, you in church every Sunday. You don't stray when they give you cancer. When they say you got cancer, no, you in church praying, God, heal me. You stray when you got money in your pocket, when you got enough money to go on vacation, you got enough money to go to concert, but you don't have any time for God. You stray on your way up. God ain't seen some of y'all since you got paid. church because you can still afford gas. Got it? We got time for everybody but God. Because we strayed on the way up. And the, and the shepherd says, I'm going up to look for them because obviously their ambition has taken them away from me. What is more important than God? This is the most important day of your week. If you don't get it right on Sunday, the rest of the week going to be jacked up. 
many people have ever been on E, right? You're looking at your gas tank, you're like, it says you have less than five miles. Come on. Omari, you better tell the truth. You got less than five miles, you're still driving around on fumes. And you see a gas station that's open, and you know you're more than five miles away from the house. What is you going to do? I, wait, I, wait a minute, I need to rewind that because you didn't understand my question. I said, your house is more than five miles away. You have less than five miles of gas. You see a gas station, what are you going to do? Some of y'all said, I'm driving home. Help me understand, did you not pass math when you was in school? I said, you got less than five miles to get home. There's a gas station right here. What are you going to do? And y'all said, I'm going home. That's exactly what's wrong with you, boo-boo. You've been driving off of fumes. You I ran out of gas when you when you could have stopped at the church and got a fill up. Why? Why are you driving past the house of God when you know your soul is on E? And you know what? I gotta tell the truth. I was thinking about this as I was sitting here. I, I tried to get my thoughts together before I get up. And the Holy Ghost said this to me. He said, some people don't come to church because of gas. I get it. I get it. I ain't mad. I'm not fussing at you for being online. You are in the right place at the right time serving the right God. I ain't mad at you. You are where you're supposed to be. I'm talking to the people who got gas to go to the Grizzlies. Gas to go to the concert. Gas to go on vacation. But ain't got gas to drive to church. You got to get filled up on the Holy Ghost. You got to get filled up on the Word of God. You got to get filled up on prayer. You got to get filled up with fellowship. You got to get filled up with ministry. You got to get filled up because none of that other stuff is going to fill you up. Tell somebody to say, you need God. Look at somebody else and say, we need each other. He went into the mountains looking for the sheep. It's at these times that we have to check on our strong friends. Lord, have mercy. Somebody say, check on your strong friends. Somebody type in the comments, check on your strong friends. What do you mean, Pastor? Because sometimes we think that just because people are strong that we don't need to check on them. Many of y'all think that because I'm Jesus Jr. <laughs> that I don't hurt, that I don't get discouraged, that I don't get lonely. When's the last time y'all checked on me? No, 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 come on. Talk back to me. When's the last time you checked on your pastor instead of stopping me in the hallway for a counseling session? <laughs> Elders, when is the last time y'all called to check on your pastor? Lay pastors, when's the last time you, you called to check on your pastor? You know why? Because he's strong. He good. He got a, he got, he got Jesus, he's got Jesus on speed now. He don't need us. <laughs> when's the last time you checked on your strong friends? The people that are always up. I had a person I went to lunch with the other day, a member, and he said, Pastor, I do so much for everybody else, but don't nobody check on me. Yeah. 
Don't nobody check on me, pastor. Who going to check on me? The shepherd will. I said to him, I'm here with you. I'm checking on you. And I said, and you need to get connected to a connect group so you have other people who can connect you. Watch this. It's time to get connected. Number two. It's time to get connected. This week we, we launch our new, our new connect groups and they start out. Uh, they've already started, Pastor Stella. Have they started? Started already? Started last week? It's last week. So you just one week. You just missed one week of getting connected. Will you look at somebody beside you and say, it's so important that if you're a member of this church, that you get in a connect group where we study the Bible, we pray together, and do life together. The problem with many of y'all is that you joined church, but you never got connected. And I want to challenge you right here to get connected, get in a connect group and try it for the next six weeks. And if it don't change your life, you ain't got to listen to me no more. I believe that if you get connected and come every week and pray with folk and do and Bible study with folk and do ministry with folk, you're going to change from the inside out. You're going to move. You're going to go to a whole nother level. But many of y'all look at it from the outside and say, it's not really necessary. It's not a priority in my life. Spiritual growth is not a priority. You got to get connected. Number three, what about those of us who haven't left, Pastor? The Bible says that the good shepherd left the 99 and went looking for the one. And I hear this a lot. Pastor, you always talk about going after the lost ones. But what about us? We ain't going to know where we're here. That's good. You are where you're supposed to be. And the good news is, is that you've got shepherds here watching over you. Watch this. When that shepherd left the, those 99, he didn't leave them by himself. He had other shepherds watching. He watched the sheep while I'm gone. I got to go look for Bucky. And they say, no problem, pastor, we got it. You go here. They in cell groups anyway. They in my ministry, I got them. They in the choir, I got them. They in youth ministry, I got them. They in children's ministry, I got them. They belong to my connect group, I got them. And so those sheep were good because they were connected. It's the one that was not connected and got disconnected that the shepherd had to go look for. Watch this. We are going in the fall to go looking for lost sheep that are not in the pen. Jesus says, I have sheep that are not of this fold, and I'm going out to look for them and to bring them in. Alpha helps us to go look for lost sheep, people who have never found God, and we need to use Alpha to go get them. But then there are those of us who are believers and belong to the church for whatever reason have strayed away. We've grazed our way from God, and God says, I need to commission some leaders to go get them. Everybody say, Operation Lost Sheep. For the next four weeks, we're going to practice what's called Operation Lost Sheep. Everybody's got one person in your mind right now that you know needs to be back in, the, in God's house. Everybody's got one person in their mind that knows has strayed away from God. Can you get that one person in your head? Somebody, somebody, once you got that one person in your head, lift up one finger. Lift up one finger. Once you get that person in your head, in your heart, you got one person that's been on your mind that you haven't seen lately. You got one person that you know is not in a good spiritual place. You got that one person. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to bring them to church this month. I didn't say seven. I didn't say three. I said, I want you to go home and pray for them right now. I want you, as a matter of fact, if you're sitting, you got, if you got an empty seat beside you, put your hand on the seat, and I want you to call that person's name and say, Lord, I'm praying right now that they come and sit next to me next Sunday. How many of y'all had people come looking for you when you strayed away? Won't God do it? Hazel, God will come looking for you in Motel 6. God will show up at the bar and somebody come in and see you and say, ain't you a member 
of new direction. God will show, show up on aisle seven at Walmart. Oh, I've ran into a lot of y'all in the store. And you got to look like, oh, man. And I'm just trying to get you back home. I need Operation Lost Sheep to go in full effect. And this whole month, all I'm asking you is to bring one person back with you. Did y'all know that there's danger in being alone? That, that, that people who are isolated and alone, Mama, I saw that people over 50 are more prone to dementia because of loneliness. People are more prone to stroke and heart attack when they're by themselves. And watch this. Being online and being on social media is not the same thing as being connected. That's called hyper-connectivity. Hyper-connected means to be on all the social media platforms and equivocate that to relationship when, in fact, it's the opposite. You can have a thousand followers but not one friend. You are not connected simply because you're online or on Twitter or on Facebook or on TikTok. As a matter of fact, you're probably not connected at all if you're on social media and never in, and spending real face time with a human being. There's a danger in being alone. There's a danger in following Jesus from a distance. Ask Peter. Peter was one of Jesus' most strongest disciples. And he told Jesus, if you go to jail, I'm going to jail. If you die, I'm going to die. And Jesus said, Peter, let me tell you something. Before the rooster crows twice, you would have denied me three times. Peter said, no, nah, it ain't going to never happen. They show up and arrest Jesus. Peter tries to cut the man's ear off. He does cut the man's ear off. Jesus puts the man's ear back on, tells Peter, we ain't rolling like that, Peter. Those who live by the sword die by the sword. And Peter backed up from Jesus because Jesus no longer met his expectations. And when they arrested Jesus, Peter followed from a distance. Watch this. And then Jesus, Peter following Jesus from a distance led to Peter's denial of Jesus. Many of us have strayed away to the point where we're no longer close to Jesus and it becomes easier to deny that you ever knew him. Ain't you a member of New Direction? No, no I don't go there no more. Why'd you stop going? Yeah. But no, you talk like him. I told you I'm not... And by the time he denied Jesus a third time, the rooster crowed, and the Bible says that Jesus turned and got eye contact with Jesus, and Peter remembered he overpromised and underdelivered. Have you ever let God down? I have. Have you ever denied him? Yes, you have. Raise your hand. Come on, talk to me. How have I denied him? When the Holy Spirit said, go talk to that person and share your faith. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. Go, go invite them to church after the pastor told you to call it one person, and you didn't. You, as a matter of fact, you picked your phone up and act like you were sharing on Facebook, but then you close it up. You denied God. When, you didn't even lift up your phone. You just sat there and looked at him like he was talking Japanese. Because you said, I'm here, that's good enough. I'm not concerned about people who are lost. When you get to heaven, God's going to say, Who'd you bring with you? And many are going to say without even thinking, I just bought me. And God is going to look at you and say, how could you? You couldn't bring you couldn't get one person saved? 
You couldn't pray with one person. You couldn't go looking for one person. You couldn't invite one person. You couldn't bring one person. You don't have all that influence you got, all these parties you're promoting, all this stuff that you're doing, and you don't have influence enough to bring one person to Christ? Or is it that you chose to use your influence for something else? Everybody say one. There are some people at home right now, not because you're weak, but rather you think that you're, you're strong enough to make it by yourself. But in reality, there's a danger in being by yourself. Loneliness is the feeling of being alone regardless of the amount of social contact. Loneliness is the feeling of being alone regardless of the amount of social contact. Social isolation is a lack of social connections. I'm going to give you the last one, then we're going to get out of here. I'm running out of time. Number four, we need to celebrate people when they come back and not chastise them. We do stupid stuff like this. Oh, look who's here. Where you been? Haven't seen you in a lot of, a lot of Sundays. Ah. That is the, that's the most, that's the rudest thing you could do. When you see somebody you ain't seen, you hug them. You say, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. How you been? I've been praying for you. It's so good to see you. Oh, I'm glad you're back. Isn't that what God did for you? God didn't beat you up because you strayed away for a season and you were smoking and drinking and, and shacking. God, God didn't beat you up. God says, my son who was lost is now found, was dead and now is alive again. Anybody glad that God came looking, looking for you and didn't, and, didn't, and didn't he celebrate you and he didn't beat you up when you came back? Can somebody talk to me real quick and say, I thank God that God came looking for me. I'm glad like David said in the Psalms, he says, even if I make my bed in hell, he's there. Can I talk to some people who got in some hellified situations and God looked beyond your faults and came looking for you anyway has anybody ever been in a hotel room and God showed up in the hotel room and convicted your conscience to come back home is there anybody in here who's ever been so drunk and puking your guts out and you made a promise over that porcelain bowl that if God if you get me out of this I'll never ever drink again is there anybody in here besides me who's messed up so bad but God gave you a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance I need you to stand up real quick and say he gave me seven chances is there anybody in here who realizes that God wants you back somebody type online real quick God wants you back I need you to high five somebody on the shoulder and tell them God wants you back because you can be in the building and not be